Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalou. N.D. Kalou. Welcome in. Happy Thursday to everybody out there in Radio Land. I am N.D. Kalu. He is Brendan Riley, a.k.a. B. Rye, a.k.a. the best producer in the game. And you are you, and you're always welcome to get in the trenches with us from 10 to 12 as we talk all things sports with a special, special emphasis on the number one sport in the history of sports, American football. This is the most interactive show in the entire world, and all calls are definitely appreciated. 713-212-5790. Have a pretty uh, busy, busy show today as we're going to catch up with Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports, a guy who's been following the Houston Rockets and that saga pretty closely. And obviously, we're going to jump uh, and get our weekly visit with Sean Jones, who will not be in studio today, but we're going to grab him during the 11 o'clock hour to get his take on some of the things going on in the sports world. Right now, I wasn't here yesterday. Uh, I took the last couple of days off to take care of some work, the full-time job, but now I'm back in the saddle again like Aerosmith. What you know about Aerosmith, Brendan? Are you a big Aerosmith guy? I mean, I know I, I know Aerosmith exists. I don't Did you know that song back in the saddle again? Uh I I would say Aerosmith falls under the category of if I hear their music, I'll mm-hmm. definitely recognize it. But I couldn't name any of it. I probably couldn't tell you it was them. Okay. Well, Does that make sense? No, absolutely. I, I feel that same way with uh Many of the classic rock yeah, songs that's that exactly Greg would what I'd get say. upset. Greg Cook would get upset that I don't know who they are. But then when I hear the song, I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard that. I before. might even know some of the lyrics. I just yeah. I couldn't tell you it was them. Yeah, so back in the saddle again. And I wasn't here yesterday, but this is near and dear to my heart. This is something that I really appreciate. I'm passionate about. National Signing Day, where all the high school football players across the country sign their letter of intent. Think about this. Less than 7%, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and it's less than that. Less than 7% of high school football players go on to play college football, and that's including NAIA, Division One, Division Two, Division Three, Division One AA. So I'm always, always excited for those players that get a chance that get a chance to sign on to pay for their tuition. It is not free. There is nothing in this life that's free to pay for their tuition through playing the sport that they love and the greatest sport in the history of sports, American football. So congrats to all of those guys that signed. Now they do it a little bit different. And I guess this is old man on the porch, Indy Kalu. When I signed back in my day, when I signed, there was just one signing day. So that one date was very special. Now they have two signing days, and yesterday was the the early signing period. So it's not just about the Alabamas. It's not just about the Floridas, the University of Texas, Texas A&M. Like, I'm sending a shout-out. When you really sit back and think about it, how special it is to those 
at HBU, Houston Baptist University, those at Texas Southern University, Jackson State with Deion Sanders over there. He was able to land both of his sons to go play for him. It's big. When you could experience that college experience, when you can have that college experience and you're paying for it by playing football, that's a special, special thing. College in general. You, you know, I was on a campus the other day. And I won't say what I was there for, but it wasn't sports related. And I was just walking around thinking to myself, man, I, I forgot how cool it is just to be on campus. It, it's a great experience. So, it, you know, you add football to that and it makes it that much more special. One thing I don't like about it, and I know it gives us something to talk about. It gives us something away from the reality of the world to focus on and to enjoy. But I really, really hate the National Signing Day grades. Who won the signing day? Who cares? Because you don't know that year who won it. Similar to the NFL draft, you have to wait some years to really understand what type of signing you had, what type of group you had, what type of recruits you truly recruited. I remember talking to D'Amico Ryans. Those listening to my voice, I would say about 85% of y'all know D'Amico Ryans. Second round pick for the Houston Texans was the rookie of the year. Went on to have a 10-year-plus NFL career and was a great linebacker at Alabama. And he's a guy that I always respected his mind. I respected the way he carried himself. So in the locker room, when I would get there early, I was getting there early because I was old and it took me a long time just to get my body ready. He was there early doing his Bible study, his quiet time, and we would always talk. And I, I remember talking to him about his recruiting experience. And I just assumed, oh, starting linebacker for Alabama for five years? Like, how many schools did you have to turn down? How tough was it for you to choose Alabama? And he was all, man, Kalu, I only had like three offers, UAB, Alabama, and I think like Troy. And then I had another appreciation, another respect for Alabama. I just assumed Alabama would just say, okay, here are all the five-star recruits. Let's just recruit them all, knowing that we're going to get all the ones we want. For them to recognize what type of player D'Amico Ryans was at that time and who he became to be, I think that's what separates the Alabamas from the University of Texas, Texas A&M. Not only do they land the big-time recruits, but they also know, like, hey, this guy right here, he's not a big-time recruit, but we see something in him. We see where he's going to be in the next couple of years, and it paid off handsomely for them. So, you know, I'll give them credit for that. But my point is, how are you going to grade a bunch of recruits that are 17, 18, some 19, and say this school won, this program had the best recruiting class, when you have no idea what they're going to end up being. Real quick, Brendan, because I want to get your take on this, and I know you have a point to make. I randomly, now sometimes I lie to y'all, and I'll edit, and I'll choose uh, a certain group or year, and say, okay, this is going to make my this is going to make my point. And But I randomly, because I didn't have much time, I just said, you know what, let me go pick the 2015 top recruits in the country. Not in the state, not in the region, but in the country. The top recruits in the country, it was either 24-7 uh, sports. They're somewhat respected in that space. Trenton Thompson, Martez Ivy, Khalil McKenzie were considered the top three, num number one, two, and three recruits in the entire country that year. Now, I'm not going to fault a player, and I'm not using them as examples saying they suck, they shouldn't have been. But my point is, those guys were all okay. I don't believe any of them were was drafted going into the NFL. Now, they're of age to be in the NFL, and many guys from their class are in the NFL. Derwin James was part of that class, and we all know he's a big-time player. But it's just too early to tell. And when we start saying 
This guy's the number one rated high school player in the country. This guy's the number two, three rated high school. There's just no way to tell, and you never know how these guys are going to develop. So I try not to get too caught up in who won the recruiting because of the five-star recruits. There's so much more to what it's going to take to pan out on the collegiate level. So first of all, mm -hmm. it's all just fun. It, most, right. most of us, and I'm not just talking about recruiting, most of us don't know what the hell we're talking about when it comes to anything that happens in sports like I, I mean i watch sports i feel like i got a good eye for things for somebody who hasn't played but in reality i have no idea what i'm talking about and i just think scouting and and, and recruiting grades is, is a part of that but i actually kind of wanted to comment on, on your D'Amico ryan story now i know that that's a little while back and i don't know that alabama was quite what they are now at that time really haven't they been haven't they been the alabamas we know for the last 20 25 well, years? how long ago was that Okay, I'm not that old, but it was in the locker room, so it was 2008, <laughs> 2007. I'm thinking that's probably the early, that, that's probably around the time Alabama became what they are, right? Okay, you, you're probably I, right. I, I just assumed Alabama has been this big program. I definitely, oh yeah, they were a big program, but I don't know that they were the, the Nick Saban has turned Alabama into gotcha. the perennial national champion Alabama. You're probably right. But anyways, the reason I bring that up is because I would think, as somebody who's never been in, in the recruiting world, that... Schools would see Alabama offer a kid who only had offers to small schools and go, what are we missing? Mm. Like, I would think Alabama offering a scholarship to somebody would raise their recruiting level. If you were a two-star athlete and Alabama offered you, I think the people who do those websites would go, we got something wrong. Right. We got to at least give them a third star. <laughs> and I've, I've heard it works like that. So you could be right and you could be on to something. But I have heard, and my son, he's a sophomore in high school now, so a lot of his friends, a lot of the guys that he came up with, they're being recruited and you know he's getting excited for them. Uh, but but he did mention, yeah, this guy was a two-star recruit. Then Arizona sent him an offer, and now he's like a three- or four-star recruit. So you're absolutely right. I get that part of it. And I'm with you. It's all in fun. Here's where it's not fun. And I know I'm, I'm, I'm so focused on the minority in this because the three guys I mentioned, Trenton Thompson, Martez Ivy, Khalil McKenzie, they went on. They went to Georgia, Florida, and Tennessee, respectively. And keep in mind, these are the guys that – People have been in their ears. You are the number one recruit in the entire country, the greatest country, the greatest sport in the history of sports. You're the best amateur at this sport. And now he's tr he's literally trying. He was trying to get into the AAF before it folded. Just think what his mindset is. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do this so guys don't get depressed. But when at, for a few years you're considered the best player in the country, and now you're seeing all your peers who are under you making it in the NFL, making it in college. College and you don't succeed, that really can damage a well, kid. And to be fair, that the kid is an important thing. Right. Because these people, you know, they're, they're being graded at such a young age. Asking a professional athlete to deal with the, the fun that comes with judging them is, is very different than asking a high school student. Right. And his their mindset, like my son, after every game, even if he has a good game, I tell him, man, you suck. You know, just to keep them grounded. And, and Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Being the Bill Cosby from the Cosby Show type father I am, the father of the year, every day I make it a point to tell my kids they suck. 713-212-5790 if you want to jump in. Joseph, JJ, I see you there. And Harden, some audio. Let's get some reaction to what James Harden, arguably the best professional athlete in Houston, is saying about this upcoming season. We'll talk about that and much more in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Back to In the Trenches. Who cares what a bunch of football nuts think? Houston's official, unofficial, officially official, home of officiated... Football. Welcome in. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying your Thursday here in Houston. Beautiful weather outside. For some, it's a little too chilly, but that's just how I like it. Nice, clear, sunny. And you can wear your sweatshirt, your college program's favorite sweatshirt, favorite college program sweatshirt if you want. We I call this hoodie weather in places where it gets cold like, like half the year. Uh-huh. I, just, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. I've never heard that term, but I like that. It's not too, too cold, but it's cold enough for a hoodie. Yeah, hoodie weather. All right, real quick. Not the school you went to and not the school you like. Just the color scheme, the mascot. What's the best hoodie, collegiate hoodie to wear around town? You know, what hoodie would you put on and be like, man, I, I look fly. I don't know, because I wear, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, I wear my college's hoodie all the time. I think I'm, yeah, I'm wearing horrible. it right now. That's yeah, horrible. Um, why? It, it just doesn't look good. Oh, you're wearing an R on your shirt. But look at the old English R. This is gangster. Like, when I walk through the hood at my properties wearing this rice sweatshirt, like, even the, the hardest gangsters, they just kind of back up. Like, any dude with an R like that for rice on his chest, he must be a bad mamma jamma. To answer your question, if you take mine out of, out of the equation, I kind of think Florida has a nice color scheme. Yeah. The logo works well. See, I like Texas Tech. That black and red. That's yeah, I like that, too. Then the man on the horse. Then the whole guns up. I like the Texas Tech one. Florida, what is that? Green and yellow? Blue, man. Oh, green and blue. Oh, that clashes. That's horrible, Brendan. Green and blue. 713-212-5790. We're, you know what? <laughs> I'm talking high school. Well, I, what what do you consider signing day talk? High school football or college football? Pre-college football? Pre-college. It's so like- I was talking about that and our good buddy Jay. And for those that don't know, Jay calls, listens to the show. He's much appreciated, and he's always pushing for more high school football talk. We have to come up with a nickname for Jay. We have Drunk Gabe. We haven't heard from him. If anybody knows Gabe out there, uh, let him know that in the trenches they're worried about him. Judge Sam, Larry and Stafford. What's a good nickname for Jay who loves his high school football? How about Varsity Jay? Ooh, I like that. If if Jay calls in, you know he's going to mention high school high football. School. He's probably going to tell you that you need to talk more of it, but he's definitely going to try and get some Varsity high school football Jay. in. I think I like that. The only problem is he actually he has the nerve to call in and try to talk freshman football. Freshman <laughs> Jay, though, feels like an insult. I feel like we can't call him freshman Jay. Varsity Jay. I like that. Varsity Jay, what's going on, brother? What's up, Andy? Hey, I don't have a problem with whatever you want to call me, but look here, Andy. I possibly ran into one of your uh, teammates last week. Did you ever play with Leonard Mitchell? Mm, ooh, no. Where, where are we talking about? High school or are we talking college or NFL? Leonard Mitchell, he played left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, no. I, unfortunately, I did not play with Leonard Mitchell. 
Well, surprisingly, Leonard Mitchell and I went to the same high school. And the first day he come out for high school football, he was in the 10th grade, and he come out there about 6'7", about 250 and everything. And I was playing free safety, and he ended up lining up in front of me. And that big rascal throwed him a pass, and he caught it up in the air. And when I cut him loose, he fell on me. It was lights out. But I ran into him. He's still in good shape and still a big fella. But look what, here, Indy, I'm going to that North Shore and Dawson game out there at Challenger Stadium. Indy, at some time and point, y'all fellas going to increase your high school report because it's big here in Texas. And, Indy, you got some boys coming along, and you can be glad to put them out there. So you think you might be at the game tonight? I'll be there on 50-yard line at the top. I, I No, I won't. But here's the thing. I'm not. I know high school football here. I'm not excited about any North Shore football game. You know why? Because they just. So you go. Your boys go to Ridge Point. No, 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 no. That's that's not why. Because even if my boys weren't there, I I love high school football. North Shore is so dominant. I don't see anybody testing them until the state championship game. Well, the the fact of the matter is, not only are they talented, they have hell of a coaching. This is the part that people oversee because it all still boils down the coast. You can have all kind of talent in the world, but it goes back to that word that keeps coming up all the time, coaching. And this is what North Shore has. But anyway, I, uh, I'm going to enjoy the game tonight, Indy, and hope you go do a Friday Night Life segment. And Varsity J, I'll tell you something else, Indy, that you don't know. Do you know the history of high school football here in Houston? You know what? I don't let, hold on, hold on, because this is real talk. We have a full board. Uh -huh. Save that for uh -huh. me for tomorrow, because I I, I want to get the whole story, and I don't I don't want to rush it. So I after give you, you a history lesson tomorrow, right. yes. about high school far in Houston. After you tell me about uh -huh. North Shore winning that game against Pearland. All right, all right, brother. Appreciate you. How old do you think Jay thinks I am? Leonard Mitchell is sixty something years. Hold, old. hold on, you're not in your sixties. Oh, I thought geez. at least late fifties, ND. Look, just because I send you attachments without the attachment, and I'm still trying to figure out this whole uh, social media thing. No, I am not in my sixties. Shout out to those that are seven one three two one two five seven nine zero. This must be the segment of the Jays. Jay out in Willowbrook. What's up, Jay Money? Willowbrook. Good morning, brothers. How y'all doing this morning, man? We, we are good. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Hey, listen, uh, some uh, some months ago, right at the beginning of the collegiate uh, football season, I called in concerning uh, my wife's cousin, uh, Travis Atium. Yes, 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 I remember His grandmother and my wife's mother are sisters. So he's a great young man, come of a great family, very nice, very humble young man. At the time, we were talking about his stock as far as the NFL draft is concerned, I think, there was a cons uh, consensus that he probably would probably go in the second round. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've seen him improve his game. He's uh, definitely, uh, as far as uh, pass receiving, definitely increased his game. In space, he's definitely increased his game. Very strong, uh, lower body. I mean, breaking tackle definitely has the tracks or speed. So I'm wondering what you guys think of him evaluating him now at the end of the season primarily. Do you think his stock has increased? Do you actually think that maybe he can become a first-round pick to the right team that needs a running back of his caliber? Or do you think that running backs are at such a, a lower premium now that it probably will be maybe even a second-round pick? And then I'll, I'll go ahead and hang up and listen, brother. Thank you, man. Hey, y'all have a happy holidays, too. You too, Jay. That's a great question, and this would not be a knock on Travis Etienne. 
I feel like he solidified himself as a top three running back that's going to get drafted. Now, I haven't really dug into my draft and the pre-draft study and calling my different buddies who are scouts now in the league and coaches and, and who coach on the collegiate level. But just from what I've seen from Travis Etienne with, uh, from Clemson, I think he's going to be one of the top three running backs taken off the board. But just like you mentioned, we can see a scenario where the first running back isn't taken off the board until pick 26 27 so if you're a second round running back you're, you're one of the top running backs in the country and i feel like he solidified himself as that guy 713-212-5790 if you do want to jump in the trenches and now it's weird the running back position is almost becoming that luxury pick when you have a great team and you're like you know what Let's just add a good running back and use a first-round pick, similar to what we've seen with the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, Ida Lair, Carlos Ida Lair. Is that his, how to pronounce it? The guy from LSU. It's, it's, I don't. It's not Carlos. It, it, you got the last name right. Why do I want to call him Carlos? Clyde? Clyde. Clyde Carlos, whatever. Clyde Edwards Alaire, I believe it yes, is. Yes, that's probably why you think I'm 60. But anyway, he uh that that was a luxury pick. And like the Texans. Do the Texans need a running back? Absolutely. If they had a first round, you the fact that the Texans' first pick isn't coming to the third until the third round, I still feel like they shouldn't spend it on a running back. And it's not a knock against running backs. I just feel like we've seen so many running backs have success later in the draft from the Aaron Jones to and then you just never know how long they're going to sustain that success. I was looking at Jordan Howard, who now is out of the league, and I remember his rookie year with the Chicago Bears. He was taken in the fifth round, and as a rookie, he had over 1,300 yards rushing. The second year, he had over 1,000 yards rushing. His third season, he had over 900 yards rushing, and then Chicago just up and traded him to Philadelphia, spent two seasons with Philadelphia, went over to Miami, and Miami just cut him this year. So my point is, even if you have success early on as a running back, it's such a weird position. ND, look at this draft. Look at the guys who went to the top of this draft. You had Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Mm -hmm. You had J.K. Dobbins. You had DeAndre Swift. I feel like I'm missing one. Mm -hmm. There were four guys who went in the uh, no, early true. second. Uh -huh. Either way, let, let, let's say it's just those three. Do you know who the best rookie running back's been this year? The undrafted kid for Jacksonville. Exactly. I, I despise drafting running backs Great early. Point. And it's not that they're not good. There's just too many that do well late in the draft. Well, well said. Quick timeout. Joseph Perry, if you stick around, we'll get to you. But we're catching up with Big Sarge at Big Sarge Sports next. And you don't want to miss that. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Tell me to go screw myself. Welcome in, welcome back. Let's catch up with a good friend of the show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And a man that's becoming a friend off air as well. Really hustles his butt off covering all three of the teams here in Houston. Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports. Going to catch us up on the drama, the saga, the messiness going on with the Houston Rockets. Big Sarge, what's going on, Big Sarge? Man, what's going on, Andy? Thanks for having me on. I got a question for you, though. What you got? 
Are you a person who likes to open your Christmas, uh, your presents on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day? You're talking about when I was a kid, right? Because I don't yeah. really get presents anymore. Uh, you just get t-shirts now. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally give my kids some money and be like, hey, if you want to go buy me this, then go ahead and buy it. So, <laughs> no, you know what? I actually, I, I appreciated opening them on Christmas Day, not Christmas Eve. I love the excitement of Christmas Eve and not being able to wait until the morning. And, and you know what? Shout out to my parents. I'm, I'm first generation American. And, you know, for them in Nigeria, you really you really uh, celebrate Christmas for the birth of Jesus Christ. Obviously, it wasn't on that day that he was born, but it's not about gift giving like that's an, a Western thing, American thing. That's time to reflect and be thankful and you really uh, appreciate, you know, Lord and Savior for those that believe that. But they really bought into the whole gift and the trees and all that. So I really enjoyed the day of Christmas. I know I kind of went too deep into that answer, but. It, no, 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 not me, Andy. I like to open mine on Christmas Eve. That way, if I get in trouble on Christmas Day, I done already got the gift and they ain't going to take it back. <laughs> no, they can absolutely take it back. And, <laughs> and if you grew up the way I think you grew up, I don't think your mama would hesitate to take something away from you if you're acting a fool. At all. <laughs> all right. Speaking of acting a fool, is James Harden acting a fool, or is he uh, is he right in his concerns with staying as a Houston Rocket? I've been a little bit out of the pocket the last couple of days. I know you cover this team. What, what what's going on with Harden? So, Indy, do you remember the first time LeBron James was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then he, you know, he left and went to Miami? Yes. You remember the relationship that he had with Dan Gilbert before he left and how uh, you know how bad it was after he left? Yeah, and I thought that was a little petty on the owner's on on the owner's side, but yes, I do remember that that drama. So take that that mindset and that time frame and fast forward it to twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. Or you know what? Started twenty nineteen mm -hmm. and and now into twenty twenty. That's where the disconnect, a lot of the disconnect is, is that from what I'm being told, from what my sources are telling me, that's where the disconnect is. It all boils, boils down to the fact that James Harden and Tim Fertitta are having an issue behind the scenes. That's where it all boils down to. Now, I don't think that it's going to get as petty as Dan Gilbert and LeBron James got because at the end of the day, you know, James and and Tim and Fertitta, they're both professional. So that's why you don't see a lot of that coming out into the public as much as Dan Gilbert and LeBron James is. But that's where the disconnect from what I'm being told is right there. I will say this, in fairness to Tillman Fertitta, just from you bringing up those two incidents, Tillman Fertitta has, has a right to have an issue more so than Dan Gilbert because Tillman Fertitta has this guy under contract. With LeBron James, where I was annoyed at the comments from the team owner, he was a free agent. Like, what do people always say when they get upset with these athletes? Uh, stick to your contract. Stick to your contract. He did that. So when the contract was up, he decided to move on, and he still got hate. So that's where I say Tillman Fertitta has more of a reason, I guess, to be upset than Dan Gilbert. I, I think so, too. And, I mean, as long as James is under contract, you like like you said, you know, Tim Petita has the right to do whatever it is he wants to do because he owns the team and he, you know, he has James 
under contract. But with that whole Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, Dan Gilbert thing, you know that soured like two years prior as well, right? Got you. Okay, I did not know. Yeah. Yeah, so that that that's what it is. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll see. So okay, well you know what? Let me ask you as a guy that's following it, if you had to put a percentage, a number on it, what's the percentage, the chance that he actually, he being Harden, plays this entire season for the Rockets? So here's the thing. It depends on if they're winning or not. Because winning cures all. If you get to winning, if they let's just say that the Rockets, you know, start the season out ten and two. That's going to quiet all the trade rumors. That's going to quiet a lot of things because that means that first-year head coach Stephen Silas has gotten them on the right page. Him and his coaching staff have gotten them on the right page, moving them in the right direction. And once you're winning, you know, you don't think about all the other stuff. You don't think about all the off-the-court stuff or even some of the locker room things because you're winning. But if it goes bad, Indy, and they start off like, let's say, 3-8, and eight, or if they go like 4-12, and 12, then it's going to ramp up more because now you know you, you're a professional. You you are a professional athlete, Indy. You know how it is when you start to lose. I mean, I put it like this: Imagine how your former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, felt every time Carson Wentz went behind center compared to Nick Foles and now Jalen Hurts. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So winning cures all. So it sounds like you're saying no matter what, they're going to start the season with Harden. Yeah. Oh, I I, I definitely believe that only because. You know, the, the team that that I see that would give up or, or would make a trade with the Houston Rockets would be the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. And right now, they don't want to give up their cornerstone piece, which is Ben Simmons. But if you watch the game on the other night, I think it was the 76ers versus the Celtics. If you watch that game, the 76ers are so they, – they lack a lot of offense. And now they have Danny Green and they have Steph Curry in the lineup, but that doesn't give you any offense. And outside of Joel Embiid, where's the offense going to come from? Ben Simmons is still afraid to shoot. You got Tobias Harris, but he's so streaky. And so if Philly gets off on a bad start and they get behind the Nets, they get behind the Bucks, and they get behind the Celtics as far as the standings is concerned, I think that's going to give uh, Daryl Morey a leg to stand on the go in there and say, hey, um, GM brand, we need to explore – you know, what we need to do to shake this organization up and start winning. Because if the Rockets are, are not on, on, you know, are not on uh, start the season off very well either, that's where the, the, that is going to come in. And, excuse me. That's where it's going to come in and say, now we can come in and, and, and explore more about a trade and give up Ben Simmons and these draft picks to bring Harden in here so we can get some instant offense. Also, Doc Rivers is a person who's used to coaching big personalities. He is big personality players. And so bringing a player in, uh, you know, like James Harden to the Philadelphia 76ers organization wouldn't be anything different from him, especially coming from a guy who's coached Paul Pierce and uh, Ray Allen and Rajon Rondo, Kevin Garnett, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Like he's used to dealing with big, big name players who have big egos. And then you have Sam Cassell there. See, Sam Cassell is the is the one person there that can help calm everything down as well. Wherever Doc Rivers go, you know he brings Sam Cassell because Sam Cassell is that go-between for them. So if the Rockets start off bad and if Philadelphia 76ers start off bad, and this is just speculation. I don't have any inside information, but I think that that's who would pull the trigger on that deal. 
Tell me this. I said this in jest. I joked about it a few weeks ago. But but this is real talk, especially in a time where people are more aware of social injustice and certain people getting an opportunity. Is there a part of you that's a little bit upset with Harden? You you went to a you know historically black university for not giving Raphael Stone and, and Steven Silas an opportunity. When you have so many players, so many media members, so many fans saying, come on, this isn't right. When you have a league that's 80, 90 percent African-American and you only have four or five coaches that are actually black, then the Houston Rockets actually get a general manager and a head coach that's black. And that's when the black star player says, screw this, I want to go somewhere else. Do you think James Harden owed it to them, owed it to his culture, his race, whatever you want to call it, them the opportunity to succeed with him? And, Andy, you know, as a proud alumnus of Prairie View A&M University, I'm probably going to get a lot of phone calls and text messages after I say this. But, no, Mm -hmm. James Harden does not owe it to Coach Silas to come play for him just because of the color of his skin. Because once we go down that road and down that avenue, and I listened to what Steven Jackson said, and, you know, I don't, you know me, I don't want no smoke with Steven Jackson because I know some of the people he know behind the scenes. So (laughs) I don't want any smoke with him. But what I will say is this. Is that once we go down that road, Indy, then we fall, we, we get into that land of, well, he's doing good because he's a black coach. Oh, well, he coaches really well to be a black coach. Mm. Why can't we just say a coach? He, he's a very good coach instead of, you know, quantifying it by using skin color. Oh, you like that? Look, I ain't graduated from Rice. Did you heard me use quantify <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I, I I don't think that we should get into that. You should go play for this guy just because he's black. I just think you should go play for him because I think that he's a good coach. And I honestly and truly believe that Coach Silas is a really good coach. And that's why James Harden should want to play for him and play for the teammates, you know, play for his teammates, but not just because of the color of his skin. That's strong. I have so many questions, but Brendan's giving me the stank eye and saying we're up against it. Real quick, what's your latest article and how can people find it? You can go to BigStarSportsWithTheZ.com and find my latest article called Broken Silence, and that is James Harden did an interview, spoke with the media for the first time on yesterday. So I just basically recapped what he said, uh, and I'm glad that he did it. Quickly, I'm just glad that he was able to come out and speak to the media, but I also he answered the questions exactly like I expected him to answer. Like I'm going to answer and say what I want to say, regardless of how many times you all you know ask me these questions. So broken silence on BigStarSports.com. I like that name, broken silence. That sounds poetic. Did you come up with that? <laughs> yes, I did, Andy. I, although I went to Prairie View, I am smart. That, that sounds like a, a, a that could be anything—a movie, a song, uh, a poem. Broken silence. When the hush... Hey, just don't start rapping like you tried to do for Bun B the last time. I, I mean, one of the times I was in the studio. You mean tried or succeeded? No, you tried. I okay. still have it on video. Do you need me to put it out? No, no, you're good. All right, brother. Appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> Broken Silence by Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports. Hey, great job. All jokes aside, great job. And I look forward to speaking with you probably tomorrow. I'll holler at you. All right, thanks. I'll talk All to right. you later. Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports. Quick timeout. We'll get back to it. If you want to jump in, 713-212-5790. And since we're speaking about Harden, let's hear from Harden. That's coming up next, only on Sports Talk 790. You're in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. The Rockets. Step back three is good. Astros. Is it goodbye. Home for your home teams. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. 
James, what was the point that you were trying to get across when you went to Atlanta and Vegas when training camp was starting? I was just training. What were you training for? Uh, it started the NBA season. How did going to Atlanta and Vegas help you there when the Rockets were starting training camp in Houston? Uh, just you know, my personal trainers. Bravo, who is that asking the question? <laughs> that, that was strong. That that had to be a national media guy, not a Houston guy. I'm not sure. And that's not a shot. Let me let me make sure that's not a shot against Houston or local media members saying that they they ask softball questions, but that's a guy who's like, ah, I don't have to deal with this guy every day, but that that's strong. <laughs> He's like, what in the hell is in Las Vegas? That is not in Houston where your team is working out. The internet blew up with this. When was that, yesterday? Yeah, just all sorts of people making jokes. I, I, I want to work with James Harden's personal trainers in Vegas and Atlanta. Were more people giving props to the actual question, or that oh, wasn't no. even part No, part they of were all joking about his answer. He decided to work out with his personal trainers what would you in rather, Vegas and Atlanta. Would you rather him, because we always want the truth until we get the truth, I just made that up. Can I trademark that? I mean, is it that different than you can't handle the truth? We always want the truth until we get the truth. When I die, people need to have that and put my name. Sometimes you say things on the air and mm -hmm. I see the light bulb above yes. your head, but it's like only half lit because it's not that special of an idea. That was special. We always want the truth until we get the truth. I don't think anybody in the history of the world has ever said that. To I'm answer the question you intended to ask. Yes, I was sidetracked because that was such a great statement. I would rather he show up to training camp. No, but in, in that scenario, just just that. Would you rather him say, you, you know what? I was having a great time. I was getting good work in, but I love the nightlife in Vegas. That's why I stayed. That, um, that, that, that is the truth. I think personally I would rather hear that, but I think it's fair to say like there are plenty of people who would rather him lie to you and, and just know we're going to lie. Honestly, I think it's more funny than upsetting. Like it, I, I'm not angry he said that. Oh, that is I funny. just think it's hilarious. Because we know what the real answer is. We always want the truth until we get the truth. Please, so, please write that down. Oh, okay, I'll write that down for you, ND, right. and then throw it in the trash. Um, I know you didn't get a chance to hear any of this, so some more. He also said he has some catching up to do. Uh, for me, you know, I'm just I'm basically in catch-up mode just because, you know, as far as principles and things offensively, defensively that, you know, Coach Gonzalez um, has imp implemented already, I'm kind of, you know, behind a little bit. So, um, which it, it isn't extremely hard for me, but, I'm still behind, so I got to catch up in the sense of that. But just going out there, you know, playing basketball and, and getting the feel for the game is, is easy. I respect that. I'm behind. Whose fault is it that you're behind? Yeah. It's not like he's not making an excuse. He's like, I'm behind, but I'll catch up. I mean, it's it, that's definitely honest. Right. But, but I, and I also believe him when he says it's not that hard for me. I think that that's fair. However, being behind is a product of staying in Vegas and Atlanta to work with his personal trainers. Now, I have not asked you. Here's I'm all over the place with this because I, I think it's fascinating. You, you know, we always mention, oh, you were a professional football uh, player. I didn't make a – I don't even know what percentage of the money I made versus his. And I could have fun anywhere. What I don't get, Houston is a great – I'll never forget when Eddie George in his single days – said Houston is America's best-kept secret. Now, let's keep in mind, there are different circles, and there's not wrong, and I'm not talking about in a separatist way as if one's wrong, but but the brothers, 
party and hang out a little differently than than the others than other people and people especially brothers on the east coast up north they didn't realize houston had it going on they didn't realize what the type of nightlife you have here in houston and and there are so many things to do for certain cultures here in houston so when eddie george and and look and i'm not saying it's synonymous with strip clubs or you you know just the negative aspect of it yeah yes a little I, am. Bit. I am but but my point is there's a lot for brothers to do here in Houston. I grew up in San Antonio. When we wanted the black experience, we hopped on I-10 and drove three hours to Houston, hung out for the weekend, and then we'll go back to San Antonio. So my point is, in this ramble, is what could he do in Vegas and where's the other place? Arizona? Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta, Hotlanta, that he can't do in Houston. What I would say is, I mean, nothing, I guess, Extreme gambling, but I don't think that's what was going on. Um, what I would say is, for anybody, not just James Harden, the place you are constantly, you know, I don't know if he lives here during the offseason, but he's here during the season, it might get a little bit old compared to places you don't currently live. Great point. That's a great point. 713-212-5790. What, what else did Mr. Harden have to say yesterday? Well, it was his first time talking to the media this season, and Andy, I can tell you, Every player who's had availability has to be asked about James Harden. So he was asked, has it been a distraction to the team? Since I've been here, there's nothing that's been said about it. You know, everybody in the locker room, coaching staff has been focused on uh, ramping up and preparing for the season. So um, that's all that matters. Yeah, it's funny. Since I've been here, I just got here. So he hasn't had to deal with it. And it's not like the players are going to say, come on, man, Harden, we have to answer all these questions about you. So that's just a weird question to ask the subject. You wouldn't blame that player, would you? Like if, if that happened when you were playing. Look, I was in a locker room with T.O. during what some considered one of the most distracting times in professional sports history. And we never blamed the player. Believe it or not, we were actually – we actually felt like we were on the outside looking in. I'll never forget during training camp. I don't know if you remember this image or this scene where Andy Reid kicked T.O. out of training camp and he went home and he was answering questions while he was doing sit-ups. I don't know if you... T.O. was my first favorite player, uh-huh. so I, I really remember Because you must have been that. very young when oh, that Oh, yeah, happened. probably 10. Right, but that's the image most sports fans, they remember that. We were in the players' lounge actually watching that in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, at Lehigh University. We were watching that laughing as if he wasn't even a part of our team. We're like, man, this blankety-blank is crazy. Rhymes with trigger. Man, this rhymes with trigger is crazy, and we're just watching it, enjoying it, so it didn't really distract us. And then finally, the important question, does he still want to be traded? Uh, Right now, I'm just focused on being here. Um, You know, today was was, was good. Yesterday felt really good being out there. you know, first time in, you know, since the bubble. Um, haven't really had an opportunity to do a lot of five-on-five work, but for my first time being out there, um, I think I, I felt pretty good. So, You know what? That's a tough one to answer because he he needs to be focused on being here, but if he wants to leave, he wants to leave. That has to be a weird... Uh, well, you can't say, yes, I want to be traded. And even when the coach is coaching him up, if Steven Silas, is he thinking to himself, okay, is this guy here for the whole season? And I guess that's where Steven Silas has to say, I need to coach him as if he's here, period. You hope that they have had conversations and everything for them is on a very like genuine, they know where they're at level. But it's hard to get a read on that. If I'm a coach and I'm a first-time head coach and I have 
presumably a healthy Boogie Cousins and John Wall on my team, and my star player just doesn't want to be here, I'm actually not like saying I'm big bad, I don't need you, but I'm like, you know what? I got stuff I got to prove. Let me help him out the door. And I'm telling the GM, get me the best thing you could possibly get so we can actually get a team of guys that want to be here. I, I'm, I know he gives you the best opportunity to win, but if I'm a first-time head coach and my star player doesn't want to be here, I don't even want to deal with that. Hey, if it's Ben Simmons, go get me Ben Simmons. If it's uh, whoever it may be, just go get them and let's deal with somebody or somebodies that want to be here. Because I think if John Wall's healthy, Boogie Cousins healthy, and then you add a good supporting cast, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and whoever it may be, I think you can coach your way into the playoffs. Quick timeout, catching up with Sean Jones. You don't want to miss that. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. This is Dan Patrick. Here's what's trending on iHeart Sports Network, presented by Mercedes-Benz Vans. The Pittsburgh Steelers were the NFL's last undefeated team through 12 weeks, but now have lost back-to-back games, dropping them to the number two seed in the AFC. The Steelers need to fix their drop issue. They currently lead the NFL with 35 drop passes. Pittsburgh hopes to get things back on track when they travel to Cincinnati to play the two-win Bengals in Week 15. I'm Chris Collinsworth. Go the extra mile in your very own upfitted. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Van. You could win in Fox Sports Radio's Ultimate Tailgate Rig Sweepstakes. To enter and get official rules, visit DanPatrick.com by January 24th. Mercedes-Benz Vans. This is our favorite time of year at Lone Star Chevrolet. Hi, this is Johnny Smith, General Manager at Lone Star Chevrolet. Christmas time is a wonderful time, a time for giving. And in that spirit, Lone Star Chevrolet is offering Chevy employee discounts. You're in the trenches. Stand up, get your hands up. With N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in, welcome back. One hour down, one hour to go. This has been a very fun, interactive show, and we still are going to interact with you. Joseph, Larry, Reginald Perry, I see you there. But right now, we have to get Sean Jones. We get to, not have to, we get to get Sean Jones in the trenches with us to talk all things going on in the sports world. And something we have not had a chance to touch on, I definitely want to touch on with Sean Jones. Big Sean, what's up, brother? So good, man. What you up to? Uh, just talking a little sports with the great folks of Houston. Um, real quick, I want to not real quick. I wanted to get your take because there's been this excitement, and I have not been in studio the last three days. Been working, so still trying to get a feel for everyone. Uh, Lewis Riddick was interviewed by the Houston Texans yesterday. Apparently, the Detroit Lions want to get a chance to interview Lewis Riddick as well. Is this a guy you're excited about, or do you feel like the excitement is because he does such a good job portraying himself on air, clean cut, dresses fashionably, or do you think this is a guy that really, with his experience, can be a good general manager? Well, I, I say twofold, right? I, I, I like the fact that 
the Texans are getting ahead of this thing, and they're they're starting to put their list together, people they want to interview. And I like the fact that, you know, they're looking at not really names that are, are retread, so to speak. Um, but I think you got to be careful, though. Uh, I, I like uh, Lewis. Lewis was uh, doing his thing when I was doing my thing, okay? And the problem that I have with uh, with Lewis, for the Texans anyhow, is that you don't have a track record. You don't have a resume. And so while I'm all for us getting opportunities, because every time we get an opportunity, right, now the next time we're better prepared, I don't want us to just have gratuitous interviews and we don't really have the substance to get the job. I want people that are interviewing that can get the job and do the job, you know. And so what is Lewis's resume and the fact that he's great on television, which he is. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's one of the best, okay. And he speaks, television speaks so the audience can enjoy it. That has nothing to do with putting together a team. Ask John Gruden and what's going on out with the Raiders. You spend $52 million on one side of the ball, and you completely ignore the other side of the ball, and here you go. So that those are the kind of mistakes that the Texans can ill afford to make at this point because you are already behind the eight ball some two years, and the person that you bring in has to be able to do one thing and one thing only, one thing only. You have to be able to evaluate, and that's both evaluating the team that you're putting on the field as well as the coach you're going to have to bring in to coach those players. What are the other names? You, you know, as as this has been going on, I know you brought up Alonzo Highsmith just as I did. Are there any other names out, outside of Alonzo Highsmith, Lewis Riddick, that you think is worthy, they're worthy of an interview? I think – Highsmith is worthy of an interview, obviously. I think I, I, even even though Dimitriov would be somewhat of a retread, I think he's worthy of an interview because I don't think everything was put in place for him in Atlanta to be successful. I put his name. There's a kid up in um, Indianapolis who actually worked with me when I was with the Raiders. He was a young kid at the time that I helped develop, a kid named Ed, uh, uh, Ed Dodds. He's a Texas A&M Kingsville guy. He understands what they're trying to do there. So I'm looking at the guy. He, he's actually the assistant GM. And I, there, there's no nepotism with me and Ed. Just, I, don't, I mean, since I left the Raiders, I've had very little contact with him. But I've watched him develop and watched him grow. I like what they've done in, in Indianapolis. So it's not hard to recreate. You know, there's no need to recreate the re- wheel. Just look at where teams are having success and how they've built their team. People forget, three years ago, we were laughing at Indianapolis, right? Then we laughed at Indianapolis last year when when they lost their star quarterback, right? And look at what that team has done. Look at the teams that Alonzo Highsmith has helped put together with the Green Bay Packers. Look what talent he's amassed in the rounds four, five, six, seven, eight, and free agency. Those are the kind of people, whoever the person is that you bring into the Texans, it has to be that kind of person. You know, telling me that, uh, you know, um, uh, Patrick Mahomes is good, that's like telling me Michael Jordan can dunk. Right. I mean, that, that that doesn't help me. You know what I'm saying? So tell me that you can pick the first round. Okay, great. You're a genius. I mean, it, that doesn't help me. Show me what you've done from round four on, and then then we can have a conversation. So I'd love to see who who people are talking about for their head coaches, you know, within that room. And then I'd love to see what they would like to do with this roster. And if I can get those kind of people, like-minded people, into that building, that's the kind of guy I'm going to hire. And it's got to be a kind of transcendent guy that once he come in that, comes in that room, you know it. 
and you know you don't want them to leave the room. I want to get your take on this. I was going to bring this up on air. I just haven't had a chance to do it because we've had a, a jam-packed show. When I was driving in, Sean, speaking with Sean Jones, all-everything defensive end, we know him from the Houston Oilers, the Oakland Raiders, the Green Bay Packers, over 100-plus sacks in the NFL, and also served as an executive in the NFL, so the perfect guy to talk to when it comes to the coaching and GM search for the Texans. When I was coming into the show today, Sean, I, I was thinking to myself, you know what? It's not even about the wins and losses right now for the Texans. And I'm not taking on a loser mentality, but it's to the point now where the focus should be on the structure, the hierarchy, because one thing this team has not been in the past has been the laughing stock of the NFL. But now with the SI article, the Jack Easterby, Bill O'Brien, what he's done to this team, it's not even about the wins. They need to just get some kind of structure so they're not being laughed at. The Minnesota Vikings right now, they're a bad team, but you're not laughing at their organization. It seems like the Texans need to focus more on just the structure and becoming professionals again before the wins and losses. I'm going to give Cal a pass, and sometimes we ignore the personal part of things when when we're, we're talking about sports, right? Cal McNair lost his dad not very long ago. I mean, people may say, oh, it's three years ago, too, whatever part of the time has been. When those two, every time you saw Mr. McNair, you saw Cal. That, that, that is a close relationship they had. And then he walked into a situation where he had to take it over and be everything to the organization. He's still growing into that position. So I'm giving him a pass. Because as people are telling us we need to know the identity of the Texans, we need to know the identity of Cal McNair, what kind of team that he's trying to build. So to your point, I agree 100%. Structure. You know, I've always been a firm believer that motivation comes from within, right? So if I'm a player and you're paying me a bunch of money to play, you ain't got to motivate me. But inspiration has to come from the top. And so at some point between now and, let's say, January 5th, we have to be inspired by what Cal McNair is doing and how he's trying to set the tone of this organization. This is not a decision that should take us way into February and March where you miss free agency and so on and so forth, and you're talking about, oh, our scouts are working it. This is a decision that has to be made very quickly. I'm talking about within the next couple of few weeks, and Cal McNair has to inspire us by saying, okay, listen, these things have happened. My dad had a regime. This is what I'm going to do. These are my people, and let's step forward. And we can't have these conversations about Jack Easterby being involved in any in any sense of developing your team. If he wants to be team chaplain, that's fantastic. Chaplain, that's fantastic. But he can't be. You can't have those kind of conversations because no one will take you seriously. You know what? You bring up a great, great point. We dehumanize athletes and billionaires and families that are very successful. I'm in my mid-40s, and thank God Almighty, my parents are still alive. But even as an old, older man, if I lose my dad, I'm I'm done. And I, I hate thinking about it, but I know it's going to happen. You're, you know, older than I am, and thank God you still have your parents. But you're right when – and Bob McNair was a good man. You say what you want about the whole – letting the inmates run this, that, or the other. Like, Bob McNair is a – I worked for the dude for three years. He was, he was a good man. And we never, as a fan base, they never allowed Cal to to mourn. It was just like, oh, he's gone. You're now in the position to take over the team. And like you said, every single day – I was with the Texans for three years. Mr. McNair, Cal McNair, they were at practice every single day, and they were together. So not only was that his father, I'm sure it was his friend. I'm sure it was the guy that he leaned on. And when he passed away, 
what was the first thing people started talking about? Oh, what's Cal going to do with the team? You're absolutely right. 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 It, it might have taken a time for him to just adjust, not to have his father, his right-hand man next to him. No, you're, you're 100% right. And you're lucky. You're right. We're both lucky. My dad is 94. My mom's 88. And I don't, I don't know. I, I rue the day yeah. that, uh, you know, I get that phone call. And I've always, I've been on record. I'd rather, I'd rather go before they do, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to be. My mom, is, my, my mom, my, my, my wife um, lost both her parents. And I don't even know what that, I don't want to know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. You know, that all being said, though, to your point about Mr. McNair, I'm, I'm not certain if a lot of people know this, but years back, I interviewed with Mr. McNair for the capologist job. I didn't get the job, but it was one of the best interviews I ever had, you know, with a person that in terms of what he wanted to do and how he wanted to build and how he was a consensus builder as well as a personal person and wanted to have people in a certain, with a certain culture, you know, and wanted to build it the right way using his terminology. And so you don't lose someone like that. And then you ignore the fact that, okay, they're not here anymore. And so I, I do believe we give uh, Cal a little bit of a pass. But now is a time where you're at that fork in the road, the proverbial fork in the road, right? And you have to make a decision where this franchise is going to be, laughing stock, or do we rebound and then set the tone for where this franchise is going to be for the next uh, 10 to 15 years? Sean Jones, one of the best to ever do it, and we're lucky to get him in every single week. Sean, appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. Can't wait to get you back in studio. Safe travels. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. All right, brother. Sean Jones joining us, former Houston Oiler, Green Bay Packer, uh, Raider, whatever it may be, over 100 sacks in the NFL. Quick timeout, and I promise, Joseph, Larry, Reginald, Perry, you're up next in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. America's most popular game. Football. Football. This is huge. Houston's most passionate fans. This is In the Trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in. Welcome back. Let's get to the phone lines. A lot of you folks have been waiting patiently. We do have a full board, so please, please get to your point. I'll respond. I may ask you a question, but I want to make sure everyone who has been waiting has their voice heard here in the trenches. And let's start in order of longest wait. Joseph. Joseph, thank you for being so patient. How are you doing, Joseph? Oh, yeah. How are you doing, Indy? You doing okay? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, I didn't get a chance. I've been moving around a little bit, so I didn't get a chance to congratulate you and your motto for Rice Victory. Which is a real nice. Actually, I thought it was a very good game, you know, really. And also, what I can't understand about the media, uh, why they always trying to trade somebody for draft choices. Ever make faith since his whole career with the Houston Oilers, and he wound up in the Hall of Fame. So what I can't understand. Is why J.J. Watts can finish his career with the Houston, Texas, and go to the Hall of Fame. He's already a Hall of Fame anyway. So why you talk about trades and you talk about uh, draft choices and salary caps and all that? I blame it on the media, of course, but it also hurts the fans. So I hang up and listen. Thank you. Bye. All right, Perry. Uh, appreciate the congratulations. For those that don't know, Rice 
beat yet another top ranked team in Marshall, but they did turn around and lose to Alabama uh, to finish the season. So that's uh, what he was talking about. And as far as trade, it, it gives us something to talk about. There, there are a few people in the NFL that you say, you know what, he should finish with the team that he started with. But I, I will say this, uh, jo- uh, Joseph, thank you. I will say this, Joseph, if you, if Brett Favre can finish with another team, if Tom Brady can finish with another team, if you, you know some of the Jerry Rice can finish with another team, even the great J.J. Watt can finish with another team, the only reason they bring up the trade talk is because he's still valuable. This team doesn't have a first-round pick, doesn't have a second-round pick. They have so many holes. The thought is you might be able to get something for him. So they're thinking about the betterment of the team and not just the individual. The other thing I want to say, the league has changed. Sports have changed. Guys change teams more. Yes. And if you want to see, like you can say, this guy stayed a Hall of Famer and played his whole career with this team. If you want to see an example of, in football of a team that recognizes letting guys go, trading guys, all that is important, it's useful, look at the Patriots. That team moves on from you the moment you are no longer of use to them. I'm not saying J.J. Watts at that point in his career I'm just saying if you're going to hold on to guys just to hold on to guys, you're not going to win. The last time we saw that was with the late, great Kobe Bryant, and he was a shell of himself his last season. That was almost like a victory tour. Here's $60 million. Thank you for what you've done. And right now the Texans aren't in a position to do that. And and, and it's fair to say maybe some guys you're willing to take the loss on. Maybe some guys you're willing to pay them too much to not be good enough because of what they mean to your city. And maybe J.J. Watts that guy. But in general, I think that's a bad way to go about things. Here's why I'm okay keeping him. He's he's your best defensive player still. <laughs> like he's, he's he's really turned it on the last you know month or so. So he, so I get that. He is still your your best defensive player. Perry, welcome to the show. Perry, thanks for waiting. Oh, good morning, Indy. Look, man, I hope I didn't misunderstood you when you said earlier in the show you said that Harden was the best athlete in this city. Did I misunderstand uh, you saying that? Uh, uh, I don't want to misspeak. Well, I was just teasing. So I said something like I was teasing the fact that we were going to talk about James Harden. And I said, like, the best pro at his position or best athlete. Yeah, I, I said that. Okay. And because what I was going to say is that bar none, you know, and then look, I ain't got no, like I told you before, I ain't got nothing against Harden. You, you know, we won't get him out longer. We don't give him away like we did Nuke. I don't care because you know what my mantra is with any professional team in this city. Get us to a championship, especially the the Texans and the Rockets, because it's been some years now. And my thing is, it's Deshaun Watson, bar none, in this city. I mean, I, and then Springer, we getting ready to lose him because Crane can't afford to pay him what he what he uh, what he deserves to be paid. And I understand that being in the market, we in. So, in my opinion, it's going to be Deshaun. And like I said, it's nothing against Harden, but Harden has been nothing but. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but he's been a choker, man. And all you got to do is go back to the 94, 95 Rockets when this city gave them that mantra, uh, choke city. But ask them boys on that team, what did they come back and do? How did they get that mantra, clutch city? Because that choke city label was on them, and they responded. Harden has not responded. He has not gotten his team to a, a, a conference championship. If they get there, and what do he do, Andy? The guy choked. I'm sorry. He just does. He choked. And that's been, that ain't just me saying that. It's national media saying it too. And so he wants to go with other athletes to try to get a ring. To me, in my opinion, 
This guy has been a diva from day one, and I blame the Rockets because, like I told you, the city of the Houston made this glorified bench player into who he is today. Now, he worked at his game. I ain't taking that away from him. But he is who he is. And so that's my point with him. Yeah. J.J., Springer, uh, Tuvi, them are the boys that, you know, and, and Deshaun, them are the ones that, to me, in my opinion, are the best athletes right now, bar none in this city on any professional team. But I don't know what you think about my opinion, but I feel like to hear. But, Andy, look, I ain't going to hold you because you told us to hurry and get out of here. But, man, keep doing what you're doing. And, look, if I don't holler at you again, you and your family have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and be safe, my brother. Man, that means the world to me right back at you, Perry. Here's the thing. I respect that opinion, and, and I will say this, Perry. I, I was just speaking, and I was teasing and in the radio biz. If you're a radio expert like me, you tease the next segment. So I just kind of threw out there the best professional, what would I say, the best pro at his position in Houston. Now, I don't know if I'm that far off. I think Deshaun Watson, and we're keep in mind, we're uh, comparing apples to oranges. Deshaun Watson has a higher ceiling. But it's safe to say James Harden has accomplished more at his position in the NBA right now than Deshaun Watson has accomplished at his position in the NFL. Now, do I think Deshaun Watson will ultimately lead the Texans to a Super Bowl? Maybe. I'm not going to sit up here and say for sure he will. If Dan Marino never did it, I'm not going to assume any quarterback's just going to do it until they do it. But no, I, I I do as see right now, Perry, you're 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 You've taken it somewhat personal that James Harden wants to leave the Houston Rockets, and that's why I believe you're having that take. You've brought up multiple times that James Harden was a glorified sixth man when he signed here. When I think of the fact that James Harden was a sixth man and he's worked on his game and he's played his way to the position where we're arguing whether he's a top five player in the NBA, that's a testament to James Harden. But it's almost like you're like, oh, they just made this sixth Sixth man of the year, a, a star. Mm. How many times? Have, look, Lou Williams has won the sixth man of the year two times, uh, two years in the NBA, which is a huge accomplishment. But he's not, he has not worked his way up to being a top five player in the NBA. Say what you want about James Harden. He's one of the top five players in the NBA right now, period. Whether we like the fact that he's partying with rappers, whether we question what type of man gives $100,000 to a rapper uh, or why he's in Arizona, Las Vegas versus Houston, he's one of the top five players in the NBA. I don't know if I can say that yet about Deshaun Watson. 713-212-5790 in order of longest wait. Larry, what's up, Larry? Hey, thank you, Dave, for taking my call. Uh, Big Sarge made a point a few minutes ago about Dan Gilbert. Can you remember who Dan Gilbert bought in to assist LeBron before he left? You, you, which player or coach? Are, are you, what are you Yeah, which to? player? Which player? He bought in to help him win the championship. J.R. Smith? They bought it. They bought in Antoine Jameson. He wasn't going to win no championship with Antoine Jameson. <laughs> to win a championship nowadays, you have to have three players scoring every night. So naturally, he's going to go to Miami with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade. They won two championships. Everybody jumped on Kevin Durant for leaving. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Oklahoma City, because Westbrook would not give him the ball at the end of the game. Hold on, Larry. Are you so telling me Antoine Jamison and Booby Gibson were not part of a big three with LeBron James? <laughs> or how about Mo Williams, man? Come on. I hear you. I hear you. But what I'm saying is to win multiple championship or a championship, you have to have three players at least scoring every night. James Horton don't need the money. He turned down the money. He wants a ring. He know Kyrie and Durant going to score every night. Name me two players last year for the – Rockets that scored every night 12 to 20 points outside of Westbrook and uh, Harden. Name me two. Last year was we weren't consistent. So you're not going to win. On paper, the Clippers had a better team than the Lakers. But the Lakers had three players scoring every night. Davis, LeBron, and uh, that boy from Boston killed them. All right, I like the point, and I also like the fact that he got your joke. I was a little nervous, like, I don't know if he's going to get it. Appreciate the call, Larry. Appreciate the take. And I never hold it against a player who's a free agent to choose whatever team he wants to go to. I just never quite understood that. David, Reginald, Tony, you're up next in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. In the Trenches continues. I'm going to be an NFL football player. Sports Talk 790, home for your home teams. Welcome in, welcome back. Big shout out to all of those getting in the trenches with us. This has been a a very fun show. I mean, 99% of the shows are fun, except when something very serious creeps into sports and we have to hit it but uh for maybe it's because i've been gone for the last three days and i really appreciate you people that's when you can use you people and not it doesn't come off in a bad way i really appreciate you people out there and just enjoy the interaction the back and forth so i'm just thanking y'all for being part of in the trenches today 713-212-5790 if you do want to get in with us you know what, let me, before I get on this little rampage, let me go back to the phone lines because something's been bothering me that happened to me in the weight room, a conversation that somebody brought up. Not the fact that I had my headphones in, I was on the cardio machine, and he still decided to talk to me, but what he wanted to talk about bothered me. But you you folks have been waiting a long time, and I want your voice to be heard. Reginald, Reggie Reg, what's up, brother? Hey, Andy, welcome back, bro. Thank you. Hey, look here. Then uh, King Solomon said it best about when you pass away and you have all that wealth. He called it folly because you leave it to your children. They're not going to do nothing but blow it. And I will get to my Rockets thing. And the last caller was talking about the takes three. That I think Toronto takes that out of the, the conversation because they didn't really have a star on that team. And they won a championship the year before last. So, well, ca- well hold on, hold on. We, Kawhi Leonard's definitely a star. Well, but Andy, I said no other star. Oh, no other. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. 
one star, Kawhi Leonard, helped that team, and it has a lot to do with your team chemistry and things of that nature. And my point with the Rockies is, is this, and I'm going to get off the phone because I know you got a lot of callers. Hey, man, look here. it's uh, it, You got your players from international players coming over here. This thing with James Harden has a lot to do from high school to college. These guys are just pampered, man. And one thing about it I've been wanting to say, James Harden did not ask to come here. He was traded to the Rockets. So he has the right to go and do whatever he wants to do because this is this wasn't his destination choice. He was given the opportunity to come to a team to show what he could do, and he showed what he can do. Now he could go somewhere else and help someone or even help himself get a championship. And I'm not mad at him because you see Giannis, Dirk Nowitzki, all those guys from overseas, they are loyal to their team. Dirk Nowitzki stayed with the Maverick when he had offers to play for other teams at a market value of $50 million and more, and he took $10 million to stay with the Dallas Mavericks because he owed, felt like he owed that to this team. I think that's what the difference to me is, and I'll just hang up and listen, man, because like you, and you say it all the time, Andy, you, you was brought up differently, and I laughed last week when Larry said about James Harden in the tight shorts, but he's absolutely right, man. These guys are divas, man, and they – have to have that limelight. That's why he's in Vegas doing the things he's doing. And it's his money, and he can do whatever he wants with it. And that's all I wanted to say. No, good points. And I like the fact and appreciate that call, Reginald. You know, he brings up Toronto Raptors. I I hope – I'm always rooting. When my team is out of the NBA playoffs, I'm rooting for the team that actually has a team. And I like that he brought up the Toronto Raptors. I believe it was two – was that 2018 two two years ago when they had Kawhi Leonard. Now, at the time, I don't know if you consider Kyle Lowry, but those are the two that I think of when I remember back to those playoffs as a superstar. But they they had good pieces that produced, whether it was Danny Green or Serge Ibaka. You, you know, they had pieces. One of the Gasol brothers, I can't remember which one, was on that team. So even their bench came up. I like that because it gives other markets, it gives other good teams – a, a reason to consider themselves contenders. You, you know, you don't, what Toronto taught us that year is that you don't have to have three super duper stars. You do have to have one, but you don't have to have three to win it. But unfortunately, the vast majority going back the last 10 years have those super duper stars. Can we be a little bit fair? I, I loved the Toronto run, mm-hmm. but can we be a little bit fair about the team they ran up against in the, the, the finals? Oh, the injuries? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The Warriors were just That's blown true. apart. I don't know, as That's much true. as I love that series, if the Raptors can win that without major injuries on the other side. But now, you, they won the East either way. Right. But but you know what? My my rebuttal to that is that's a part of the playoffs. You, you, there's a little bit of luck involved, and there's a whole lot of who's ever healthy at the right moment. So you, you can't fault a team for staying healthy. Tony T, what's up, T? Hey, hey, uh, Andy, how you doing, man? You know, whenever you guys start rubbing the genie lamp, but the genie got to come out. <laughs> come on, genie. So, you know, so, so, so listen, man, um, and I got a, a would you rather than just a second here, but man, look, people, I, I don't understand how, look, James Harden is a bum. He's a good scorer. He, you right, he came over here, he did his thing. Every, this is what made James Harden look so bad. Everything that happened in the last three years, James Harden had a handy. He, he, I mean, they gave this guy so much power to do what he wanted. And when you do what he did, that, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like self, that's like self murder. You can't, 
You, you, you can't allow for uh, uh, an organization to give you all of this leeway, and then when the pieces break down, you want to drop, you want to stop, drop, and run. You, that, that doesn't, that doesn't look right. And then you, you out at a club getting your groove, dude. That's just, that's a bad look for somebody that's supposed to be, you know, one of the best in the NBA. Look, if you poll, if you poll the NBA right now, I bet ninety-eight percent of the players wouldn't want to play with James Harden. Mm. Players talk, bro. They talk. So you know when you got a when you got a Westbrook that you could that that wouldn't come back to play with you in a in one year. You got a, a Chris Paul who you basically cut throat. You know, uh, I mean the guy's got a bad track record as it relates to him working with him working with star players. So the the problem of it is is that this is the best team that James Harden has had. You look at talent. This is the best team that James Harden has had talent wise. Right. So when you talk about what, if, if, if James Harden really wanted to win, he would be like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Because this is the best team he's ever had. I don't understand why he wouldn't want to play with, with the likes of a John Wall, a Bridget, and both of those guys look outstanding right now. So James Harden really doesn't look good right now as it relates to him being a figure in the NBA. And I'll say this as a would you rather. Would you rather have a James Harden right now with his accolades, you know, the person he is, or a Deshaun Watson who is respected, and it has an upside. Which one would you rather have? Oh. I'm taking a, I'm taking the Deshaun Watson. I ain't up and listen. No, I'm with you. If I could only choose one with, but but let's also keep in mind with Deshaun Watson. Let, let's give it time. Let's see what happens when he's here for another uh, five years and things don't go his way. I'm not saying he's going to start demanding or trade or saying certain things. This is the first year J.J. Watt has really shown that he's disgusted with what's going on. He's he's still being the pro's pro. He's currently still the pro's pro. Let me make sure I put that out there. But he's done a great job of playing the game off the field as well to the point where people don't even know if he's being for real when he's answering questions or he's just saying what we think he uh, what we think he wants us to hear. But yeah, let, let's wait before we start saying, "Oh, Deshaun Watson's doing it the right way," because he's still fresh off his multi, multi, multi million dollar contract. It, it's still fresh in his mind. So let's wait until you know two or three years if things don't go his way, or if he feels like they're not surrounding him with the best team. Not giving James Harden an excuse because I'm with you. If I'm as great of a player as James Harden and I see a healthy John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Steven Silas is the new coach, and uh, what's the other general manager? He has that Playboy name, you know, that, that Juan Don type name. Was it Romeo something? The general manager for the Rockets. His name escapes me, but whatever it is, I had it in front of me. My, my point is, I'm saying let me give these guys a chance, and uh, this is going to bother me. Raphael Stone. How do you not know that? It sounds like an RB. I kept wanting to say Silas, and I know that's the coach, but <laughs> I've been right. dealing so Raphael much with their, with their availability. <laughs> I don't know why he reminds me of an R&B singer with that name. Coming up next, Raphael Stone with Broken Silence. Andy, can I make a quick prediction regarding uh, Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. I can tell you from personal experience what happens when the best quarterback in a franchise history Uh-oh. doesn't start winning deep in the playoffs. What is that? People aren't going to be all in love with Deshaun Watson in the next, like, he's got probably two or three year, more years of a honeymoon, uh-huh. and then if you guys aren't, I, I, look, I know it's not his fault, he's incredible, but this organization, unless they start winning, he's going to get a lot of the blame that James Harden gets when the Rockets don't win. 
I'm guessing since you're from the Michigan area, you're talking. I'm referring about to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. That, that's who I was going to say. Quick timeout. Larry and Stafford definitely don't want to rush that call, so the floor is yours on the other side in the trenches. Only on Sports Talk 790. In the trenches continues. I'm gonna be an NFL football player. Sports Talk 790, home for your home teams. Welcome in, welcome back. Big shout out to all of those getting in the trenches with us. This has been a, a very fun show. I mean, 99% of the shows are fun, except when something very serious creeps into sports and we have to hit it. But uh, for maybe it's because I've been gone for the last three days and I really appreciate you people. That's when you can use you people and not... It doesn't come off in a bad way. I really appreciate you people out there and just enjoy the interaction, the back and forth. So I'm just thanking y'all for being part of In the Trenches today. 713-212-5790 if you do want to get in with us. You know what? Let me, before I get on this little rampage, let me go back to the phone lines because something's been bothering me that happened to me in the weight room, a conversation that somebody brought up. Not the fact that I had my headphones in, I was on the cardio machine, and he still decided to talk to me, but what he wanted to talk about bothered me. But you you folks have been waiting a long time, and I want your voice to be heard. Reginald, Reggie Reg, what's up, brother? Hey, Andy, welcome back, bro. Thank you. Hey, look here, then uh, King Solomon said it best about when you pass away and you have all that wealth. He called it folly because you leave it to your children, they're not going to do nothing but blow it. And I will get to my Rockets thing, and the last caller was talking about the takes three. That I think Toronto takes that out of the the conversation because they didn't really have a star on that team, and they won a championship the year before last. So, well, ca- well hold on, hold on. We, Kawhi Leonard's definitely a star. Well, right. but Andy, I said no other star. Oh, no other. But I'm one, sorry. Go, one, ahead. Go one, ahead. Yeah. One star, Kawhi Leonard, helped that team, and it has a lot to do with your team chemistry and things of that nature. And my point with the Rockies is, is this, and I'm going to get off the phone because I know you got a lot of callers. Hey, man, look here. it's a, it, You got your players from international players coming over here. This thing with James Harden has a lot to do from high school to college. These guys are just pampered, man. And one thing about it I've been wanting to say, James Harden did not ask to come here. He was traded to the Rockets. So he has the right to go and do whatever he wants to do because this is this wasn't his destination choice. He was given the opportunity to come to a team to show what he could do, and he showed what he can do. Now he could go somewhere else and help someone or even help himself get a championship. And I'm not mad at him because you see Giannis, Dirk Nowitzki, all those guys from overseas, they are loyal to their team. Dirk Nowitzki stayed with the Maverick when he had offers to play for other teams at a market value of $50 million and more. And he took $10 million to stay with the Dallas Mavericks because he owed, felt like he owed that to the team. I think that's what the difference to me is. And I'll just hang up and listen, man, because like you, and you say it all the time, Andy, you, you was brought up differently. And I laughed last week when Larry said about James Harden in the tight shorts, but he's absolutely right, man. These guys are divas, man, and they – have to have that limelight. That's why he's in Vegas doing the things he's doing. And it's his money, and he can do whatever he want with it. And that's all I wanted to say. No, good points. And I like the fact and appreciate that call, Reginald. You know, he brings up Toronto Raptors. I, 
I hope, I'm always rooting, when my team is out of the NBA playoffs, I'm rooting for the team that actually has a team. And I like that he brought up the Toronto Raptors. I believe it was two, was that 2018, two, two years ago when they had Kawhi Leonard. Now, at the time, I don't know if you consider Kyle Lowry, but those are the two that I think of when I remember back to those playoffs as a superstar. But they, they had good pieces that produced, whether it was Danny Green or Sergi Baca. You, you know, they had pieces. One of the Gasol brothers, I can't remember which one, was on that team. So even their bench came up. I like that because it gives other markets, it gives other good teams a, a, a reason to consider themselves contenders. You, you know, you don't, what Toronto taught us that year is that you don't have to have three super duper stars. You do have to have one, but you don't have to have three to win it. But unfortunately, the vast majority going back the last 10 years have those super duper stars. Can we be a little bit fair? I, I loved the Toronto run. Mm-hmm. But can we be a little bit fair about the team they ran up against in the the, the finals? Oh, the injuries! Oh my gosh, yeah. the Warriors were just That's blown true. apart. I don't know as That's much true. as I love that series if the Raptors can win that without major injuries on the other side. But now, you, they won the East either way, right? But but you know what? My my rebuttal to that is that's a part of the playoffs. You, you, there's a little bit of luck involved, and there's a whole lot of who's ever healthy at the right moment. So you you can't fault a team for staying healthy. Tony T, what's up, T? Hey hey, uh, Andy, how you doing, man? You know, whenever you guys start rubbing the genie lamp, but the genie got to come out. <laughs> come on, genie. So you know, so 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 listen, man. Um, and I got a would you rather than just a second here, but man, look. People, I don't understand how. Look, James Harden is a bum. He's a good scorer. He, you right. He came over here, did his thing. Every this is what made James Harden look so bad. Everything that happened in the last three years, James Harden had a hand in. He, he. I mean, they gave this guy so much power to do what he wanted. And when you do what he did, that I mean, that's like I mean, that's like self that's like self murder. You can't. You, you, you can't allow for uh, uh, an organization to give you all of this leeway, and then when the pieces break down, you want to drop, you want to stop, drop, and run. You, that, that doesn't that doesn't look right. And then you you out at a club getting your groove, dude. That's just that's a bad look for somebody that's supposed to be, you know, one of the best in the NBA. Look, if you poll if you poll the NBA right now, I bet ninety eight percent of the players wouldn't want to play with James Harden. Mm. Players talk, bro. They talk. So you know when you got a when you got a Westbrook that you could that that wouldn't come back to play with you in a in one year. You got a, a Chris Paul who you basically cut throat. You know, uh, I mean the guy's got a bad track record as it relates to him working with him working with star players. So the the problem of it is is that this is the best team that James Harden has had. You look at talent. This is the best team that James Harden has had talent wise. Right. So when you talk about with, if, if, if James Harden really wanted to win, he would be like, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Because this is the best team he's ever had. I don't understand why he wouldn't want to play with, with the likes of a John Wall, a Booker, and both of those guys look outstanding right now. So James Harden really doesn't look good right now as it relates to him being a figure in the NBA. And I'll say this as a would you rather. Would you rather have a James Harden right now with his accolades, you know, the person he is, or a Deshaun Watson who is respected, and has the upside. Which one would you rather have? Okay. I'm taking a, I'm taking the Deshaun Watson. I ain't up and listen. No, I'm with you. If I could only choose one with, but but let's also keep in mind with Deshaun Watson. Let, let's give it time. Let's see what happens when he's here for another 
uh, five years and things don't go his way. I'm not saying he's going to start demanding or trade or saying certain things. This is the first year J.J. Watt has really shown that he's disgusted with what's going on. He's he's still being the pro's pro. He's currently still the pro's pro. Let me make sure I put that out there. But he's done a great job of playing the game off the field as well to the point where people don't even know if he's being for real when he's answering questions or he's just saying what we think he uh, what we think he wants us to hear but yeah let, let's wait before we start saying oh Deshaun Watson's doing it the right way because he's still fresh off his multi 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 million dollar contract it, it's still fresh in his mind so let's wait until you know two or three years if things don't go his way or if he feels like they're not surrounding him with the best team not giving James Harden an excuse because I'm with you if I'm as great of a player as James Harden and I see a healthy John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Steven Silas is the new coach and uh, what's the other general manager? He has that playboy name, you know, that, that Juan Don type name. Was it Romeo something? The general manager for the Rockets. His name escapes me, but whatever it is, I had it in front of me. My, my point is, I'm saying let me give these guys a chance and uh, this is going to bother me. Raphael Stone. How do you not know that? It sounds like an RB. Stone. I kept wanting to say Silas, and I know that's the coach, but I've been <laughs> right, dealing Raphael so much with their, with their availabilities. <laughs> I don't know why he reminds me of an R&B singer with that name. Coming up next, Raphael Stone with Broken Silence. Andy, can I make a quick prediction regarding uh, Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. I can tell you from personal experience what happens when the best quarterback in a franchise history Uh-oh. doesn't start winning deep in the playoffs. What is that? People aren't going to be all in love with Deshaun Watson in the next, like, he's got probably two or three year, more years of a honeymoon, uh-huh. and then if you guys aren't, I, I, look, I know it's not his fault, he's incredible, but this organization, unless they start winning, he's going to get a lot of the blame that James Harden gets when the Rockets don't win. I'm guessing since you're from the Michigan area, you're talking I'm referring about to Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. That, that's who I was going to say. Quick timeout. Larry and Stafford definitely don't want to rush that call, so the floor is yours on the other side in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.